Hello, my name is Chloe Donis, and welcome to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrime and potential cybercrimes. And by that, of course, I mean vulnerabilities. This week, we've got not one, but two zero-day vulnerabilities from good old Microsoft. For Windows computers, discovered last week, first week of June, last week of May of 2022. Let's get right into it with the first and probably most dangerous one, the Felina vulnerability. The most common way Microsoft is exploited is through macros. A macro is a series of commands that can run in Microsoft Office documents. Usually, they just help automate tasks, but since macros are like many programming languages, they have always been a source of exploits. The Melissa virus, for example, relied on a macro to mass email itself when the document was opened. So to avoid a lot of Microsoft-based exploits, companies will simply disable macros. That doesn't help you here. This vulnerability, dubbed Felina, performs remote code execution in Microsoft Office software without the use of a macro. And that is what makes it a little scarier and harder to avoid for many people and companies. So here's how it works. You get an email that contains a doc file, pretty normal of Office documents. The file contains a normal looking HTTPS URL, which is downloaded when you download the file. The URL references an HTML file, HTML being a basic programming language responsible for simply putting text on web pages and some layout options. HTML files, including this one, link to a JavaScript file, JavaScript being the programming language that makes the files interactable with. JavaScript has yet another URL with the identifier msmsdt instead of HTTPS, which on Windows systems launches the Microsoft Support Diagnostics tool, which can make changes to your device using the scripting language PowerShell that comes with Windows devices. PowerShell allows you to do pretty much anything you would normally do on the graphics interface of Windows, but on a little command line setting, so you just type it in and run it. PowerShell can even do extra things like automate tasks and delete certain files easily. I use PowerShell to run a script to automatically back up my hard drive every week on Sunday, just in case something catastrophic happens, which I hope it doesn't. But that means PowerShell can also be used in a harmful way, and in this case, it runs malicious code. So yes, it uses a troubleshooting utility to cleverly inject code that can include anything from spyware to ransomware to a remote way the hacker can access your computer and use it perhaps when you're not paying attention. And of course, the usual method of disabling macros to avoid a remote code execution attack via a Microsoft Office file doesn't work because macros are never used in this file at all. Just some links. Sounds pretty awesome, doesn't it? So if you can't disable macros, is there still another way around this? Yep. Simply, you can change some settings in your PC to prevent the Microsoft Support Diagnostics tool from running automatically. If you're interested in performing these steps on your own device, I've linked an article from Microsoft's blog below that is quick and easy to follow. All you need to do is run the big scary command prompt as an administrator and delete one registry key. A registry key being a file that stores low-level settings that help your Windows computer run. Thankfully, deleting this key won't really hurt anything else, so I say you can do it safely, and I've done it myself. Even if you feel a little weird about deleting a registry key, the same guide I linked also has a guide for backing it up in case it causes any issues, you can simply restore it. The Felina vulnerability was first tweeted about by user NAO underscore sec, I'm going to call him now sec, and it was soon uploaded to VirusTotal, which is a great website for scanning files for malware and malicious code. It actually gives you details from a bunch of security vendors and antivirus vendors, as well as has an option for users with accounts to vote on whether or not the file is malicious. So if you're downloading a file and just want to make sure it's safe, VirusTotal is an excellent source. 
So this vulnerability was just kind of found and a workaround is out there, which is wonderful, but has been exploited and is it still being exploited? Well, yes, it was discovered because it was found in the wild, which is a pretty funny way to describe a virus like it's living in the woods or something. Microsoft was aware of the vulnerability since April, but apparently it did not classify it as a security issue at the time, which is strange because this is a classic example of a security issue. Most people targeted before the vulnerability was officially made public were in Russia and India, and it said it would be hidden in fake interview requests or other phishing emails. The SANS Institute discovered a specific document exploiting Felina to inject viruses into devices, specifically via phishing emails, thought to originate from China due to the fact that they were written in Chinese. Some of these phishing emails have also made their way into Tibet. Overall, there have been samples of different viruses, malware that infect files to make their way onto devices and can infect your computer from there, in different countries and in different formats. This vulnerability seems to have existed for quite some time in many different forms before being officially recognized. Some of the malware has even evolved as Microsoft have tried to patch the vulnerability to no avail. Yes, it's harder to execute on newer versions of Office, but it still executes no matter what unless you've implemented the workaround I mentioned. There isn't just one very specific malware that exploits the vulnerability, rather a wide array of different code that all have one thing in common. Making your troubleshooter give you a lot of trouble. Next up, we have a second zero-day vulnerability involving Windows Search. Yes, someone has figured out how to exploit the search bar. That someone this time being a security researcher looking for methods that were similar to the Folina vulnerability, but slightly different, which I'll get to a bit more later. So what happens is your computer can automatically open a search window that contains malware that is hosted remotely, not on your system, just by opening a Word document. Again, this is pretty similar to the last vulnerability I mentioned because Word allows HTML files to launch custom searches, but instead of using msmsdt like at the last vulnerability, we use a different URL type, search ms. But Chloe, doesn't Windows search for local files? Why would it be able to access remotely hosted malware? And yes, you would be correct. Normally, it searches for locally hosted files and programs, but you can actually search for shared files on remote systems if you use a custom title, which of course is what this does. So basically, someone could send an email containing a Word file that creates a custom search that searches for a malicious file that they shared on their own system. But don't worry, this one isn't as dangerous as the last. Malicious files don't automatically launch and can be uploaded to the aforementioned virus total. Twitter user HackerFantastic did a demo in a thread demonstrating what the vulnerability looks like from a hacker's perspective, as well as a user's, which I've linked in my sources paste. But not only will malware not launch automatically, Windows will warn you if you try to open it and say something like, hey, we don't know the publisher for this file and if they can be trusted, so open at your own discretion. One way bleeping computers suggests that this could be used to trick people into opening it anyways was by disguising it as an update to an application or even Windows itself. Although I don't believe this vulnerability has been used in the wild very widely as it would be harder to trick people with this than it would be the Folina vulnerability. Still, watch out for weird email links, and if your computer opens a random file on your file explorer and tells you it doesn't know what it is, don't open it. This vulnerability hasn't been patched, but it can be mitigated in a similar way to the last one. Instead of deleting the msmsdt registry key, you just delete the ms search registry key. Don't worry, you will still be able to use the search easily. My bleeping computer source under the zero-day search vulnerability has a guide on performing this mitigation, and like the last one, it's pretty simple and creates a backup if issues ever arise and you need to restore the key. My name is Chloe Tonus, and I would like to thank Microsoft for the officially approved workaround, as well as Naked Security, Security Week, 
now a sec, the Sands Institution, and of course Bleeping Computer, and specifically Kevin Beaumont of Double Pulsar for information on this vulnerability and how it has been exploited. Here's a bit of personal news. I did just get a job, and so until I get settled in and relaxed, it's going to be some pre-recorded stuff for a bit, which is already normal for my upload schedule, but I'm excited and I hope you are too. Of course, I'll still be making room for cybersecurity news after I get settled in, but just want a little bit of an adjustment period. That's all for me today. Until next time, don't let MSMSDT auto run and stay secure.